Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. allowing the Lord to use you as you minister unto him this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 16, God, thank you for reigning. Ooh, where would we be if the Lord didn't reign? Hmm. If we were at the mercies of Satan, where would we be? God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Uh, I want to lift up the first part of verse 9, which is the prophet's, part of the prophecy that Hananiah, the prophet, spoke to King Asa. The Lord read this, I think, earlier on in the week, and the Lord... It's been ministering to me from this passage of Scripture, from this verse. Verse 9, as, as Hanani speaks to Asa, king of Judah, he says, I'm going to read it first in the, in the King James because I just like the way the King James says it. Then I'll read it in the NIV as I read it earlier. For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the, the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the earth or ranges as the, as the NIV says, Range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Just want to focus on that part. The, the scripture goes on because Asa, Asa has compromised. Asa has, has not fully relied on the Lord. But I want us to hear what the prophet said. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to show himself strong or to strengthen those who fully trust in him. I want to talk about our trustworthy God, our trustworthy God. Father, thank you for being trustworthy. We trust you. Thank you for just being who you are. Thank you for the examples you've given us in the scriptures to show us how you move on behalf of your people in our distressful and difficult situations. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. Speak now, Lord, for your servants here. Grant me a fresh anointing of your spirit so that I might minister this word the way you've given it to me. I will add nothing and take nothing away. Anoint me to preach.
preach your word today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Amen. Or whose heart is com fully committed to him. And I know we've been talking about trusting the Lord for the last few Sundays, but that's okay. For some reason, the Lord keeps us here. He keeps us here. And so we want to talk about our trustworthy God today. Uh, this scripture lets us know that God is looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him so that he can show himself strong. He's, his eyes range throughout the earth. It's, it's tied into uh, the all-seeing God. There's nothing hidden from the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And, and this is important in times of distress and weakness in our lives. We know that we know that God is good. Those of us who are believers, we know it. I mean, we sing it all of the time. We, there's so much that we know, okay? We know that God loves us. We know that he is always working on our behalf to bring about good in the midst of bad situations. How many of you know that? We know it. We know it. We know it. We know that, 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 that in the midst of these times, however, there are times when we are overwhelmed by the challenges of life. Have you ever felt that way? Even though you know that God is good, there are times, certain times in your life, certain things happen, and you feel overwhelmed by those challenges in your life. There are times when it not only rains, but hurricanes come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurricanes brings floods, uh, floodwaters that are too powerful for us to deal with. I mean, you know, if you look at the floodwaters from Hurricane Ida and the damage that it did, you know, and something popped up on my screen this morning saying that New York City was not built for those kinds of things to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it seems like sometimes in life we're not built for the things that come upon us. Mmm. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. There are times when it seems like we fought long and hard and, and, and that we don't have any more strength to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet the battle is still raging. Yeah, it's still going on, and it's, it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one huge opposing force after another. What do we do in these times? What do we do? And of course, uh, those of us who are followers of Jesus, we know the answer. We continue to, to trust in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. None of us in here today would disagree with that statement. In fact, we will tell people, you just got to trust God. Well, we don't know what else to say. We'll say, we just got to trust God. For some people, that doesn't register because they don't understand what just trusting God looks like. Yes, last Sunday we talked about what trusting God looks like. So you got to get to that point that you, that you, that you, 
that you know that that you know his mighty power and that you you know his armor and you you clothe yourself with his armor and you trust the resources that he's placed your brothers and sisters in Christ and our brothers and sisters in Christ have to learn not to do things that cause people not to trust us yeah sometimes we got to zip these lips because that's a big problem among saints we talk too much about things and about other people's things Amen. You want to tell something, tell your own business. Amen. <laughs> oh, goodness, but people ain't going to tell their own business. They're going to tell yours. They're saints. And so it creates situations where people don't trust us. But we got to trust each other. This is a resource that God has given to us. Paul said we should watch and pray. Yeah, for all of the saints. You know, you watch for me. And I, I, I preached that last Sunday. Go back and listen to the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, there, there are times when, 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 um, when some people look for other options. They, they, they look for other options. They don't understand what it is to trust God completely in these difficult moments. Yeah, in, in the hurricanes of life. I'll never forget years ago, you know, an old lady told me that she was she was seriously ill, seriously ill, and and uh, her bones she would break one bone after the other, and and she's going to different doctors. But she said one day these two old ladies came to see her. One was a preacher's wife, and one was a preacher's wife's sister. They came to see her, and they told her that she should go and see a root doctor. Yeah, preacher's wife. She should go and see a root doctor. It was like saying to her that trusting God and waiting on God was not enough. You need to look for another option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that other situations like that have happened in the midst of people's serious struggles. And sometimes people are tempted to, 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 to uh, or advised to seek other options. Now, I'm not talking about God. God places his people, counselors and doctors. I, 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 I believe in doctors. I believe that, that God is a healer, but I know that God gave knowledge. I mean, the Holy Ghost will come and preach to us every Sunday, but he calls preachers. Amen. So I, I believe in doctors, and I, I trust doctors. This whole issue with people talking about they don't know what's in the vaccine. You know, I told you about that foolishness because you eat stuff every day that you don't know what's in it. You hear people talking about they're going to Taco Bell to get a taco. Don't know that, that the ground beef that they used in Taco Bell, studies showed that it was stretched with fillers. You don't know what you're eating? You know, you, <laughs> when, the, when the meat in the grocery store starts turning bad, they infuse it with some kind of chemical to keep it bright and red, and you buy it because it looks good. You don't know what you're eating. You don't know, but you trust the government. You should trust God. You should trust God. I, I, I discovered I was in Liberia one day, and I bought a Sprite. This was years ago. And I said, mm, this Sprite tastes different. I've never tasted a Sprite like this before because I come from the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, and our government regulates our food. And, uh, you know, we, we just, everything is healthy in the United States of America. I found out that there are certain things that, that the United States allows in our foods that other nations don't allow. Mm. You know why you go to Earth Fair and you find Coke's, Coke products from Mexico? 
because they don't allow high fructose corn syrup in their, in their, in their drinks. And high fructose corn syrup affects us in a lot of adverse ways. And folks just drinking soda, just, just guzzling them down. You ain't getting drunk like you're off of liquor, but you're sure getting high off of all that chemicals that's in those things. You don't know what's in it. But I, I believe that God put the doctors in this world to help us. I've been helped through God by my, by my physicians. Amen. You know, when, you, when your doctor finds out that you're concerned about your health, he'll go an extra mile to help you. If he thinks that what he tells you to do, you're not going to do, he's not going that extra mile. He tells you, don't eat this, don't drink that, don't put this in your body, and you keep on doing it, he's not going to waste his time on you because you're not listening. So he just writes you another prescription. And now you got one, one drug on top of another drug. Now, I may be... I may be misrepresenting a lot of doctors, but anyway. But I hope you get the point. And why do I say that? My doctor says to me, he says, you're doing what's right. We got to keep you healthy. Now, who am I trusting? I'm not trusting him. I'm trusting God. But this doctor sees some things that, that, that I'm doing to keep myself healthy, and he wants to help me in the process. I keep telling y'all that man gave me 50,000 milligrams of vitamin D. I said, good gracious, I must have been about to die. Where do you get vitamin D from? You get it from the sun. How many of us spend time in the sun? Thank you, Brother Mano. You about the only one. Because <laughs> we're looking for air conditioning. We're looking for shade. We stay inside. When we, were, when we were little children, when we got up in the morning, we didn't stay inside. We went outside. Now... Our children are playing video games. They're watching television. They're on the screen. And we don't trust them outside. And they're not getting the vitamin D that God provided. I guarantee you many of you in here, in here are deficient of, of vitamin D. So I'm still taking 50,000 milligrams of vitamin D. I said, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, doctor, because I've never heard of that before. You buy vitamin D over the counter, it's not 50,000 milligrams. I'm not saying you need 50,000, but I'm just saying, you know, th there are things that God provides us in this world that we need to trust as we trust him. Yeah. And we can't look for other options. There are godly options. We're not looking for root workers. We're not looking for soothsayers. We're not looking for magic potions. We're looking to trust God. But there, 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 are, there are situations where people are tempted to and advised to seek other options. And today, when many people don't know God personally and intimately, it's not uncommon for people to look other places and try other means for help. People read the horoscope every day to see what's in the stars for them. Yes, yes, people believe in their birthstone rings and, and their signs, and they believe in all of that stuff, other options that are not godly. God knows what's in the stars for me, what's in his will for me. I don't need to know what's in the stars. I need to know what's in his will for me. You got a whole lot of stuff going on out here. This is probably not on the subject, but, you know, I was writing to someone last night who I didn't know his father had passed away, and, and as I started writing, my prayers are, and I Remember hearing people, reading people say, I'm sending prayers to you. Don't send me prayers. Don't send me prayers. Pray for me. Pray to God for me. 
I don't need you to sit in your prayers to me because I can't help myself. I'm not a prayer answering man. God is a prayer answering God. We got a whole lot of stuff out here that's still logically unsound, and people hear it and pick up on it, and then hear saints are, hear believers are repeating the same foolishness. And some of it's because we're ignorant. We don't know. And I, I'm sorry for saying ignorant. I don't mean to insult anybody. I just mean you don't know. If you don't know, you might repeat something you shouldn't be repeating. I've done it before. I corrected myself quickly as I listened to the Holy Spirit. But, you know, things like that, people, so people then are, are pushing you to, to, to look to, look to, on the human level, on the, the horizontal level for help in your situations and your circumstances. But we look, to, we look vertically. We look up to God. Amen. To help us in our situations and our circumstances. God wants, God expects us to trust him with our lives and our life circumstances. He did not promise us, as I always say, that we would be problem-free in life. He said that we, would, we, that we would have tribulation, that we would have persecution. Those are not fun-sounding words. He didn't promise me that I would go on vacation and that I would enjoy laying at the beach every day of my life. No, you're going to have trouble in your life. There are going to be some good days. There are going to be a lot of good days, but you will have trouble in your life. Yeah. In the midst of this, God expects us, God wants us to trust him. Yeah. And I know this has been our theme for the last few Sundays. Trusting God is vital for Christians. You can't say you're a follower of God and you don't trust him. Or that you're compromising in your trust level. You want to trust God today when things are going well, but when things are going bad, you don't trust him. You don't trust him. One of my sisters said one time after my mother passed, she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I know what you're going to do. You're going to keep on trusting God. People leave us all the time. It is appointed unto man once to die. Get it in your mind, you're going to die one day. When I was in college, I used to, I, I've always had this thing about walking, you know. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm dealing with stuff in my mind, I ain't got nobody else to talk to, I'm going to walk. When I'm walking, there's nobody but me and God. And way back when I was in college, you know, I used to think about the day that my mother and my father would pass away. Now, that might sound strange to you, but I knew that it was a reality. And even though when my parents died, I cried, but I didn't say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I knew what I was going to do. I was going to trust God. I said to my son, I said, son, if anything happens to me, you got to keep on living. I don't want you putting all your faith and trust in me and thinking that your life will end if I pass away. Your life will not end. You continue to trust God in the midst of the most difficult circumstances in your life. You continue to trust God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In this life, attacks come. Many times God allows them he just, he allows them because he, well, what he wants to do in us. There's something in me that needs to be done, and it's not, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to the Lord like I should. God will allow an attack to come. Now, it's going to shake me. 
but it's going to shape me to look to God. Amen. Because I've learned where my help comes from. Oh, yes. I thank God for people that love me. I thank God for people who are around me, for people who encourage me. I thank God for getting a phone call, amen, sometime late in the night for somebody maybe I hadn't heard from in years. But my faith is in the almighty God. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in this particular passage of Scripture, it deals with, with King Asa, the king of Judah, and, 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 and the fact that Judah was besieged by Israel, and I've, I've explained that to you, this is after the division of the nation of Israel. There are two kingdoms. And so there's, there's continuous war going on. Can somebody say continuous war? Whew. You get over one thing, here comes another. You get over that one, here comes another. You get over that one, here comes another. It's continuous war. And now previously, when you read, when you read, um, Maybe I think it's 13 up to 16. Asa is a faithful king. Asa, even he's so faithful that he deposes the queen mother. Queen mother had established Astaroth, Astaroth poles in the land. So she was an idol worshiper. And, and, and Asa, in his early days, opposed her, removed her from being the queen mother. That didn't even sound right. You know, in Ghana today, they still have queens. And, and, and several years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, the queen, one of the queen mothers died. And in the tradition of the Ashanti people, when the queen mother dies, they have to offer up a young child as a sacrifice unto their gods. So all of the people were hiding their children, hiding their young boys. They were afraid to allow their boys to go outside and play because they might be captured and taken and sacrificed to the gods. And do you know that some of those people, they practice, so-called practice Christianity and their traditional religions. But I know <laughs> that Elijah said, choose you this day whom you will serve. You got to make a decision if you want to serve the God of our fathers or the God, amen, the gods of the land. Amen. You got to make a decision whether you're going to serve the most high God or these animistic gods and religions. You know, sometimes when you get into quote unquote blackness and they start talking about our traditions and our traditional religions and our traditional, God, traditional gods, and now we're serving a white man's God. There's nowhere in the Bible where you see God has a color. Nowhere. Nowhere. And, and when you get into watching and paying attention to these things, if you're not careful, you'll be pulled away from the faith and pulled over into idol worship. Well, now, just because you say that you're, 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 you're a descendant of Africans, you want to go back and worship those, those traditional gods of your forefathers. I'm not going back. Mm-mm. No. I'm not going back. Because Jesus is both Lord and Christ. God, the sovereign God. Elohim, the most high God. The maker of heaven and earth. Glory to God. That would not be on earth if it were not for Elohim. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So I will never be pulled away even though I like my, my African background. I want to know what tribe I came from in West Africa. 
But I don't want to turn to the animistic religions that do not worship the Most High God. And there's so much stuff that enters into our communities. And when people are not rooted and grounded in their faith, you got these foolish people talking about Hebrew Israelites. And why, why you got to be a Hebrew Israelite? The Israelites, the Israelites descended, uh, 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 came out of the Hebrew people. So why you got to be Hebrew Israelites? It's just foolish. But they're pulling our young people away, and especially our young men. You think they're somewhere way away? No, 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 no. It's right here. It's right here. I had a lady call me just a few weeks ago. Her and her husband were concerned about their daughter, who's gotten her husband got caught up in this. And as a church, well, I better not better not say where it is. <laughs> but let me tell you what: it's not sixty miles from here. It's not 45 miles from here, so it's close. It's right here. And they, they prey on people who maybe grew up in the church but never were rooted and grounded in the Scriptures. And people can be easily pulled away. Well, well anyway, Lord, help me. Help me. So Asa, Asa uh, then makes an alliance with, with the king of, of, of uh, with Ben-Hadad. Um, and he said, you know, come join in with me. I want to break the treaty that you have with Israel. And I want us to be alive together like, like uh, your father and my father were. And he took some of the silver and gold from the temple and some from his own palace. Now, you, you read this, and, and you may just skip over it and think there's nothing wrong with that, but now... That's like me going to the church treasury and taking money out of the church treasury to go and pay for a root doctor to do something for me. So he stole from the treasures the things that were dedicated to God to, to enter into an alliance with another king. Now, and he did it, his, his reasoning was he wanted, to, he wanted to be strong against Israel and to cause Israel uh, to go back, I mean, to stop warring against them. And even that sounds all right. Then you got to be real careful about stuff that sounds all right. A lot of stuff sounds all right, but you got to know the truth. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, 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 if, if, if God has been faithful to Asa, if God, if, if God has seen Asa's faithfulness in deposing the, the queen mother and cutting down the Asherah poles and, 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 and sending the priests out throughout Judah to, to, to teach the word of the Lord and to teach the people. This had not been happening. So Asa was, was restoring the, 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 the true religion back to Judah. Even some of the people uh, from some of the other towns came into Judah. He even captured some of the towns that Israel had, had taken with them. But later on in his life, and why later on in his life he does this, I don't know. The older I get, the closer I want to get to God. I haven't stopped studying. I haven't stopped praying. I haven't stopped reading because I don't want in my old days to drift away from the Lord. Amen. 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 
Yeah, I, I want to be able to go home to be with the Lord, amen, and live with him eternally. I don't want to drift away in my old age. So I continue to study. I continue to pray. I continue to talk to people who know the Lord. Amen. Not saying that all of us are perfect, but we know the Lord. Amen. In his old age, he does this, and it's against the will of the Lord. And God sends the prophet, Hananiah. He came to King Asa and said to him, because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped your hand. Whoa! So, Asa, what you didn't see was that God was going to make you victorious over Israel as he made you victorious over the Cushites, and he was going to also make you victorious over Aram, but because you entered into a league with Aram, God can't do or won't do what he was intending to do. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we got to continue to rely on God. Amen. We may not see what God wants to do in our lives, but we know that God loves us, and we know that God's thoughts toward us are good only and not evil to give us a future and a hope. Amen. Don't make ungodly alliances. Throughout the history of Israel, it was, it, was God's, it was God's will that Israel be faithful to him and that they do not make ungodly alliances. That's something that we, we don't learn as Christians, even in marriages. That's, that's a difficult one. That's a tight one. That's a hard one. Because we will sit up in the church and we will hear the preaching of the gospel. We'll open the Bible and read it ourselves. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And we will go out and get unequally yoked with unbelievers. But we say we're trusting God. <sighs> Lord, help us. Help us. God, we need your help. We need your help. In my counseling sessions, I tell people, well, all right. There are certain things you don't do before you get married. Because certain things you do before you get married will mess up your decision-making process. Amen. You got to think clearly. You got to want the will of God. You got to pray for the will of God. You don't need flesh entering into the process. Whew. Lord have mercy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Anyhow, glory to God. So, 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 so Asa makes a bad choice. Asa makes a critically bad choice by aligning him, by not relying on God and, and making this alliance with, with, with Aram, the kings of Aram. Critically bad, bad choice. He did not Trust a God who is trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like this alliance worked. Look at this now. Because when he made the alliance and, and uh, I mean, Basa realized what was happening. He pulled away and stopped building the cities of, 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 of Ramah, the stronghold he was building against Judah. Seemed like the alliance worked. 
And at times, some things seem like they're working for us. But is it the will of God? That's what you got to ask. Is it the will of God? Do you trust the God who is trustworthy with your very life, with your life circumstances? Even when things seem right, are they right? You're going to find direction in the word of the Lord if you seek for it. Holy Spirit will convict you. Holy Spirit will, will, will speak to you. The Holy, Holy Spirit will tell you, don't do this, don't go there. Do you listen? Oh, oh God. It seemed right, but it was against the will of the Lord. It was against the will of the Lord. Whew, yeah, yeah. And this account gives us the results. It gives us the results. The prophet said, you've done a foolish thing, and from now on, you will be at war. Now, what God is doing, God has even given Asa an opportunity to repent. But Asa got mad at the prophet. Yep. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. And he was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. You know, sometimes people can't, as much as they want to kill the pastor. <laughs> they can't kill the pastor. The day you go to jail. But they'll leave the church because they get angry with the word of the Lord that comes forth. Or they'll get angry with the, with the discipline. Or they'll, they, they'll get angry. I don't want to go to that church anymore. The pastor's too strict. They get angry rather than accepting because God was giving Asa an opportunity to repent. You know, when, when, when we see these things, this is what was happening. But, but Asa doubled down on the fact that he was right and that the prophet of God didn't even have the right to come and tell him he was wrong. Hmm. There's something that we need to learn from this, and, 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 and this is where we're going to focus on today. We need to, we're going to focus in the Scripture on the fact that God is actively seeking out to help those who are committed to Him, fully committed to Him. God is not sitting back waiting on the devil to kill you. God is actively, can somebody say Actively. Do you know the difference between active and passive? Passive says, I'm praying for you. I see your car broke down beside the road, and I'm waving at you. I'm praying God send somebody. God just sent you by. Active means you stop and help me out. Active. You do something about it. God is actively searching, looking. Amen. His eyes range throughout the earth. Now, I'm going to correct this from a New Testament passage in a perspective in a minute. So just hold on. But this, I just, when I read this, it just jumped out at me that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. I mean, God is not putting out all that activity because he doesn't have to. But the picture is that, that God is just looking. He's, he's searching all around. Amen. And, 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 and if, your, if your situation is not hidden from the eyes of God, then God, as he's looking, he sees your situation. Ooh. Listen, unlike us, God does not get distracted. Unlike us, God does not get tired. 
Unlike us, God does not grow weary. Unlike us, God does not get drowsy or sleepy. God is always looking out for his children. Always. Lord, have mercy. This is the reason that we put our trust in him, not in the doctors, not in the lawyers, not in our own strength. Young people, listen to me. Not in our youthfulness. Stop trusting in the fact that you are young and strong and trust in God. Not in our intellect. A lot of people know a whole lot of things. Some people have 10 degrees. That's wonderful. But don't put your trust in your education. Don't put your trust in your intellect. Put your trust in the almighty God. There are situations that we can face and will face in life that none of these things, none of these people, none of these groups, none of these abilities will be able to help us only only God, only God. He is the one who's always looking out for his people. His eyes range throughout the earth, night and day, night and day. Now about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm asleep. And my phone is on, do not disturb. Amen. Because I want to go to sleep. I used to tell my mama, mama said, Mom would say to me, that was back during the days and that went on cell phones. She said, baby, you need to call. You need to let me know if something happens. I said, mama, now this was silly. I'm telling you, this was silly. I shouldn't have answered her like this. I said, mama, if I, if I died, I'd be still dead when you found out about it. <laughs> that was silly. I shouldn't have answered her like that. But my thing was, don't be worrying don't be worried. Don't be fretting what happened, what's going to happen to my child. You're on the highway going from, from Blair to Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, something might happen along the way. Well, when you find out it will already have happened, what can you do? But try to get there as fast as you can. You know, we say silly stuff when we're young. We get older, we learn better. You just don't do that. You don't talk to your parents like that. But it's a good perspective to have because it keeps you from worrying. The Bible said, don't worry. And how many people just walk around worrying? Just worry. Oh, if this happened. What if this? What if that? What if it doesn't? Then you spent 10 hours worrying about what if. And it didn't happen. Amen. Amen. So God is always looking out for those whose hearts are fully committed to him who need his help. King James gives us this picture of God's diligent commitment God's diligent commitment to an engagement in helping his children, the eyes of the Lord. I mean, can you picture that? You know, you think about your own eyes and how you, you know, there's only so far you can look, you know. You know, my, my peripheral vision is, is pretty good, even at my age, but I can't see behind my head. Amen. But God's eyes range throughout the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Seeking out those who are committed to him to display his strength in their lives. Yeah. To strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I'm reminded of the psalmist in Psalm 121, verses 3 through 5. It says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. 
Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Our God is so concerned about our well-being. Our God is so committed to our well-being and our success in life's battles, so intent on us living victoriously in this life that God does not even doze. God does not sleep. He's watching over us. He does not. He's always alert, always awake. You and I get sleepy. Mm. We fall asleep. We get tired. We lose focus. We may not intend to, but we may, but, but we do. We do. As much as I want to help people, sometimes, sometimes my body doesn't let me. Sometimes my body is tired. Sometimes, sometimes now, and I said last Sunday, sometimes now I don't even want to talk to certain people. Because so much is coming at me. But God is not like me. Are you, are you hearing? God is not like you. God is not like another human being. I mean, y'all might look at me and think that that sounds crazy, but everybody feels that way sometimes. That's why you put your phone on mute. That's why you thank God for, for calling ID. Because you look at the call and say, I don't want to talk to this person right now. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Oh, pastor shouldn't have said that. Well, you shouldn't be doing it either. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Many times the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But not so with Jehovah. He's always engaged and always watching over his children. Ah, what a concern that the Lord has for us. His eyes uh, ranging throughout the earth, glory to God, to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Not only does his eyes range throughout the earth, but included in that passage is that, uh, that, 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 that he's doing that so that he can show himself strong or that he can strengthen those who are fully, who are fully committed to him. God is figurative. Now, this is figuratively now. God is figuratively searching you out. You don't have to go looking for God. You don't have to go looking for God. Hallelujah. But God is looking for you. Figuratively now. He's searching for you. His eyes are looking for that time when you get weak. Mm. Yeah, you feel him when you're strong. You come to church and you're just on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to you take my place in the pulpit and preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to sing a song today because you're you strong in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. You feel the presence of the Almighty God. The fire is burning on the inside of you. Glory to God. There's a bubbling up in your soul and in your spirit. Amen. Of the spirit of Almighty God. You're strong now. So you, so, so, so you know that the Lord is with you. But what about when you're weak? What about when you're going through a trial that you didn't think you could make it through? What about when you lost a loved one and you didn't know how to deal with it? Now you're weak. God says, I'm still here. I'm the same God that was with you when you were strong. My eyes not lost sight of you. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This concept of searching, God searching, it's an Old Testament concept. We know that, that, that God knows who we are. 
We know that God knows where we are. We know that God knows what we're going through. Yeah. But in the scripture, the prophet is making a point to King Asa. Asa, you didn't need to go looking for help somewhere else. You didn't need to go to another king. In fact, Asa, your eyes couldn't see far enough or deep enough. Mm. You didn't discern. You weren't able to discern the will of Almighty God. You already had help because the Lord your God's eyes sees what you don't see. His eyes are ranging to, throughout the earth. His eyes are running back and forth throughout the earth, always scoping out the situation, always surveying your life, always knowing the need, back and forth, back and forth. And he doesn't get tired. He neither slumbers nor does he sleep. Yeah, yeah. The implication of that for us is that our God, hallelujah, glory to God, is always on alert for us to strengthen us in the dilemmas of our lives. Uh, don't look for help anywhere else. God will help you out. Mm. Uh, I like what Psalm 124 says. And I was going to just read the last verse, but then I looked back at and read the whole psalm. It says, if, the, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, let Israel say, or let Tabernacle of Praise say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the floods would have engulfed us. The torrents would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snareless, from the foulest snare. The snare that has been, the snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help, somebody say my help. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Glory to God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, a fortified tower, a strong fortress. The righteous run to it and they are saved. Glory to God. Amen. Yes, our God is our helper. I said our God is our helper. We don't need anybody else. He helps us. He shows himself strong for us in our adverse situations. He will demonstrate his mighty power for those, glory to God, who are experiencing adverse situations. As Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, glory to God, amen. In fact, Paul was praying for all of the churches. He was even praying for us, and we weren't even born. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Amen. My inner man needs to be strengthened when I'm going through. Amen. That goes back to bodily exercise profits little, but godliness profits, amen, is profitable in all things. Thank God for bodily exercise. It makes us look good. It helps us live longer, but you need to live longer in the Lord. Amen. So you need godliness in your life. Glory to the name of Jesus. He prayed, amen, that we will be rooted and, and established in love, that we may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep the love of Jesus is. 
Hallelujah. And to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Then Paul exclaims as he comes to the end of that chapter, Paul says, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. Hallelujah. The doctor can do some things, but God can do all things. The lawyer can do some things, but God can do all things. And God wants to strengthen you by his mighty power. Hallelujah. I tell you, God will help you. God wants to help you. Hallelujah. He is our helper. Jesus said to his disciples, I will not leave you. I will come to you. I will be in with you. In fact, I will be in you. I am your helper. I will help you in adverse situations. I tell you, God is trustworthy. You can depend on him. You can call on him. You can lean on him. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. We ought to be like the psalmist in Psalm 61. Apparently, he was going through some difficult situations. But the psalmist said, I cried unto the Lord. Glory to the name of Jesus. And in his cry, he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Glory to the name of Jesus. Sometimes my heart is overwhelmed. Sometimes all I can do is cry. But then I cry out to the Lord, lead me. Lead me. Take me up. Pick me up. Take me to that place. Take me to that rock that is higher than me. Hallelujah. Thank God for my wife. Thank God for my son. Thank God for the minister. Thank God for the brothers and sisters. But right now, I need Jesus. Right now, I need the rock that is higher, that is higher. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. He's my rock. Jesus, he's my rock. He's higher than I am. I can trust him. He's trustworthy. I said he's trustworthy. We can trust him. You can cast all your care on him. He does care for you. He'll make a way for you when it seems like there's no way at all because he's trustworthy and he's watching out for you. He's looking. He sees you in the midnight hours when nobody else is around. He knows those deep secrets of your heart because the Holy Ghost searches out the deep things of God. Hallelujah. His spirit connects with your spirit, and he knows those deep things. He's able to go into those deep places. Hallelujah. And minister to you and bring you out of those deep, dark places. He's our helper. And he's trustworthy. Our God is trustworthy. Our God is trustworthy. And you, you read that, that part of the scripture that says those who are fully committed, those who are loyal to the Lord. And again, you got to know the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. 
Because under the new covenant, we're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. So even, think, even though everything may not be totally right with us, we might make mistakes, we might sin or will sin, but we're still the righteousness. Of, if we're followers of Jesus, we're committed to him, our hearts are loyal to him, but our righteousness, God doesn't look at us for our righteousness because all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. He sees us in Jesus. We're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. does not give us an excuse to sin, but it gives us hope in the midst of our hopelessness. Because sometimes when you read the word and don't understand it, you could lose hope. You say, this doesn't apply to me. But are you, have you committed your life to Jesus? Are you allowing him to live in you and work his will out through your life? Are you confessing your sins and turning from your sins? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to live in you? I'm not minimalizing commitment to the Lord, minimizing commitment to the Lord. I'm just helping us understand that without Jesus, none of us are blameless before the Lord. Our blamelessness. As the prophet said to Asa, God is looking for those who are loyal, who are blameless, who are fully committed to him. In the midst of our weaknesses, we can be fully committed to God as he works in our lives to develop, to develop us into spiritual maturity. But we have to be actively seeking the Lord and actively allowing the Lord to do that. We need help in this life. We have a helper who's trustworthy, who does just what he said he would do. The Lord had proven to Asa that he was trustworthy. He had delivered him from his other enemies who were bigger and stronger than them. He had even delivered them from Israel. As we preached the other Sunday, when the first battle between them came, Israel had 800,000 troops. Judah only had 400,000. But God can save regardless of the size of the enemy. We have to continue to trust the God who's trustworthy. We're going to go through things in life. Don't look for another option. When it seems like God is not coming through, just give him time. Give him time. And he moves in his own time. Give him time. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you. Woo. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you for being trustworthy. Thank you that your eyes range throughout the earth to strengthen us who trust you. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord's strength today. I need the Lord's strength every day. But his eyes, he sees me. He knows me. He sees my situations. He knows my circumstances. He even sees before I know. 
He knows when the enemy is going to attack. Don't miss this week's school of ministry lesson. Don't miss it. It will undergird this very thing that how we must trust Holy Spirit in this process. I was doing something the other day, headed to do something the other day. And all along the way, even the night before, the Holy Spirit said, you need to ask this question. And I didn't pay attention. I didn't ask the question. And I ended up at the wrong destination because I should have listened to the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a bad thing. I didn't get hurt. Nobody else got hurt. I finished what I had to do. But just the thought of even in the minor things of life, the Lord is concerned about us and the Lord will speak to us. You know, I used to talk about that old song. I think Otis Redding sang it about him getting married. His mama told him not to marry that woman. He said, I didn't listen to mama. I went straight to the church. The preacher was there when so was my future bride. And they got married. I don't remember the rest of the song. But it's like, that's the way God is. God will say, don't do this. Don't do that. And we won't listen. That means now, listen, you got to be in God so you know his voice. Don't play around. Don't take this lightly. Your relationship with God is critical to your success in life. Your victory in life. Listen. Listen. This morning, there may be someone, whether you're here, whether you're online, looks like most people here have confessed Christ as Savior and Lord. But just in case, you have the opportunity, if you have not, you have the opportunity to rededicate your life to him at this point or to confess him as Savior and Lord. If you're listening to us online, maybe this is your first time tuning in. Maybe you wonder why the Lord had you tune in to this particular broadcast today. His eyes range throughout the earth to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. He's looking for you. His eyes sees you. He sees your situation. He wants you to know that he has not forsaken you. He wants you to know that he's here for you. You got to trust him. If you're not saved, the only way you come to the Lord is that Holy Spirit reaches to you. He reaches you. You don't make a decision to come to the Lord. So right now, if you're thinking about giving your life to the Lord, that's Holy Spirit. Stirring your heart. Convicting you. Telling you that you need Jesus Christ as Savior Lord. Will you listen? Will you heed? Will you pay attention and give your life to Jesus? 
He satisfied divine justice on your behalf. Paid the price for your sins by dying on the cross. The Bible says the soul that sins shall surely die. That's God's law. God could not change his law. Or he would have been an unrighteous, unfair God. But God sent Jesus. Jesus died. The righteous son of God who knew no sin died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, so that we could be saved. That's for you. Satisfying divine justice. What he did for me, he did for everybody else in the sanctuary. He did for everybody in the world. But everybody has not accepted him. Will you accept Jesus today? If you will, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I know that your word says the soul that sins shall surely die. I've sinned, Lord. But thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking my place, dying in my place on the cross. Thank you, God, for raising Jesus from the dead to live eternally so that I, too, can live eternally. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I receive you now. I thank you for saving me. Amen. According to the word of the Lord, as many as received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. It was a decision of your will. No one forced you. No one coerced you. But you asked Christ Jesus to come into your life. He did just that. Salvation is not by feeling. Salvation is by faith. We stand on, we believe what the Lord said in his word. He accomplishes our salvation. So if you accepted Jesus, if you prayed that prayer and asked Jesus to come into your life and save you, he's done that. The next step is that you need to be connected. You need to begin the growth process to grow spiritually. There's so much you don't know. So much you need to learn about the Lord, about living for him and walking with him, about Holy Spirit. So much you need to know. You'll learn it step by step, but you must connect with the body of believers where you can be taught these things. So if you accepted Christ by watching us online, write to us and let us know the decision that you made. Give us your contact information so that we can follow up with you. If you're in this area and want to become a part of this ministry, we welcome you. If you are in another area and don't, and don't have a church or don't know a church, let us know where you are. We'll try to find the church and connect you to, that, to a Bible-believing church where you can grow in the Lord. Amen. For those of us in the sanctuary, just lift your hands before the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for being trustworthy. Thank you that you see us. There is nothing hidden from your eyes. And you are here to strengthen us in our weakest moments, in our darkest times. Whatever we're going through in our lives, you are here for us. I pray right now for everyone whose hands are uplifted. And I pray and speak, your, speak life in the midst of their situations. 
I speak direction. I speak wisdom. I speak knowledge, your knowledge, into their situations and their circumstances. That we will walk in your will. That we will follow your way. Help us, Lord, not to seek other options that are ungodly. You are trustworthy. You will help us. Thank you that you neither slumber nor sleep. Thank you that you watch over us. That you will make a way for us. Make a way now. Whatever that situation is, whatever that circumstance is, move by your mighty power. We rebuke the hand of the enemy now in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. We stand in the authority of Jesus. We rebuke you now. In the name of Jesus, we speak victory in our lives, victory over our circumstances, victory, hallelujah, in the midst of sicknesses and illnesses. God, we speak victory, and we thank you for it. We thank you for it now. We thank you for it now. Thank you, Lord, that you hear and you answer our prayers. God, as you answer us, as you deliver us, use us as instruments of your peace, as instruments of spreading this gospel message. There's so many people who are not sitting under your word this morning. So many people, many that we know, don't even know you as Savior and Lord. So use us. As you've ministered to us, as you've helped us, we want to be the means through which you help others. Say yes to your will. Yes to your way. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. God bless you. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.